ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, IronOverload.io, Hardeev and the Mobster joining me. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, this is going to be a good one. Let's rock and roll. So in this one, we're going to talk about stacking Halo testing and Winstrol pre-contest. So, you know, why would anyone stack two orals, pretty harsh orals, by the way, pre-contest yeah. like this? And look, at the end of the day, you know, we discussed this on prior podcasts. You've got to do what you got to do to be able yes. to beat the guy next to you on stage. So if it takes being this aggressive and running two pretty harsh steroids, okay? A lot of people don't think that Winstrol is harsh, but it is. It's a pretty brutal steroid. And if you think that you're going to be able to go on stage using, you know, a couple of weak steroids and be able to compete against guys who are running some really, really aggressive and harsh steroids, and you're, you're fooling yourself, you know? And, I've heard from competitors over the years, it's chemical warfare. So you got to do what you got to do. So as part of your comprehensive stack, a lot of guys like to do this, this Halo and Winstrol together. So we're going to get into this podcast. We're going to talk about Halo. We're going to talk about Winstrol. We're going to talk about how to stack them pre-contest. We're going to talk about side effects. We're going to give you some tips ahead of your contest. Or if you're just a guy who wants to look good for the beach, you're just a guy who wants to, you're just a gym rat, you want to run this stack i mean this is this is so many different options with this it's not just for guys for compete and um a lot of you out there may never compete in your life so i mean you just want to run steroids you're just a gym rat and most of us are like that so yes so let's kind of get into this a little bit mobster so what's your thought on why guys choose to stack halo and winstrel pre-contest like this as you know, Steve, uh, funny enough, one of these drugs is a great powerlifting slash strength drug, halo testing. Winstrol, not so much, guys, and especially if you was lifting really heavy, uh, the one of the side effects of Winstrol, which we're getting to, would not be a good thing to go with. I think it's exactly what you said, Steve. I, I, I have never competed as a body, but I have competed as a strength athlete, and my desire to win uh, has been so that I want to do what I need to do in order to, to be successful, whether that's training my ass into the ground to the point of exhaustion, which I've done. Uh, literally, uh, I can recall, and I've told this story a few times off air, where I said, I, I, I felt like a beaten up old man. I said, I wanted the attitude that I'd done everything I could possibly do to beat the next person. The only way they would beat me is they were stronger, and in which case, good luck to them and congratulations, and I want to see what they're going to do. But for me... They hadn't trained harder than me. They hadn't put the work in that I'd done. Now, the same thing is going to apply, apply to performance-enhancing drugs. It doesn't matter whether you're a bodybuilder or strength athlete or a figure girl or whatever else. And and you and I can debate from now to doomsday, as, as we've done on, on and off air and on the forums, the, the sheer volume, the warfare aspects, as we said, of uh, different athletes and, and their attitudes. But ultimately, if you choose to take performance-enhancing drugs, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go full bore aggressive, but it certainly means that you will explore the avenues and the options. Now, something Steve and I talked about off air is what I call an affinity 
and I don't mean necessarily the best receptors that you might have in your body or whatever else, but sometimes uh, a small amount goes a long way, as I found for myself specifically, for me to be as strong as I am, for me to be the size that I am. Others will need more, and, and that's just the case. I'm always going to advise for a more sensible dose, the same as Steve. But again, what ties us together, it ties the five grams a week athletes with uh, a sub thousand uh, milligrams a week athlete like myself when I've been competing and taking uh, injectables, never mind orals, is that we want to win. We want to be the best that we possibly can be. So I get it. I get it. Steve gets it. And those gym rats of you, you want to look good. Now, you don't have to do crazy amounts to look good. And maybe this cycle's not for you. There are plenty of other cycles that we're covering on other podcasts. But again, you're doing your research because you want to see what options are available for you to get that extra edge, to get that extra little bit of look. And again, as Steve said, as a pre-contest, for you to look your absolute best on stage. And that comes from information from this podcast, Steve. Back to you. All right, so let's kind of touch on Halo a little bit, Mobster. So once you start talking about Halo, you said you definitely ran it. I ran it a couple times myself, and you yeah. you have run it before, so you know what it does. Tell us, tell us uh, you know, what did, what does Halo do usually for guys? Right, it is a, it is a thing. I, 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 I actually run it. Very rare for me to talk about this particular aspect because it's just <laughs> I'll, very quickly, guys. I'm not a fan of pre-workouts. I'll take a cup of coffee or two coffees, or a really strong coffee, and that's my pre-workout. And most pre-workouts contain caffeine. But again, strength athlete looking for an edge. Now, whether that's with something like check drop, Steve, or halo testing. Halo testing has a reputation in the strength community as a kind of pre-workout steroid. And the, the reason it does it, not because you gain extra muscle taking it before a workout, or suddenly get stronger. It has an, the, the, the nature of how it works, in ever so slightly more in some and less in others, increases aggression. Uh, and this is very temporary. It's got much, it's quite a short half-life. So for me, it was right. Let's see if, and I only took it for a couple of weeks, Steve. I just listened. It's either going to work for me as a pre-workout, uh, PED, or it's not. And I, I was able to get enough just to run it as a sample type thing for a couple of weeks. And for me, zero. I don't think it made any difference. And that might be because I'm a driven guy, because of my competitive attitude, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe if you're more, easy, more easygoing and you're more genial, you're going to notice more of an effect. I, I, I kind of have an ability to turn it on in a gym. Now, from a bodybuilding perspective, as you know, Steve, uh, and I, I'll let you describe, the hardening effects, and the especially when the training and the, and the diet, nutrition, et cetera, et cetera, and anything else that you're doing supplement-wise is on point, this is one of those ones that produces that dry, grainy, hard look. So what do you think for your, your uh, perspective, Steve? Yeah, Halo. So Halo on paper, extremely harsh steroid, extremely liver toxic, very androgenic, very, very strong. And, you know, on paper, it doesn't always translate to real life. And that's the case with Halo. So, I mean, I mean, you look at some of the, the numbers that I've seen. I mean, it's like, again, like 40 or 30 times more androgenic than testosterone. That's not really true. But a lot of guys who run Halo, they describe aggression. They get aggressive on it. They get hard on it. You're not going to put on any water weight. That's why it's a really good one pre-contest. So your vascularity starts pumping out. 
you tighten up, you get more cut, you get stronger, and that's the point. So I would think with Halo, it would be a good one to take pre-contest. If your workouts are like high rep, you'll get a nice pump, you'll get hard. But if you want to kind of like play around and do more heavier weight, low rep, and kind of wear out the muscles that way, you can also use it that way. So I would say it's really unique because you can do it both ways when you're working out on it. So Halo, Halo at the end of the day, very, very powerful steroid. It's an oral. It is liver toxic. It may give you some side effects. It may be one of those things where you're running it and you feel very aggressive on it and you just feel like an absolute beast in the gym. So that's kind of the reason why guys like it in this situation. So mobster, yeah, did you feel aggressive on it? Did you feel a lot stronger on it? What was the effects of it on you? For me, no. But I, I, I think I'm quite analytical in this particular regard, Steve. Like I said to you before, I, I, I hate to say to guys, that you need to experiment. I don't like the idea that I want individuals to go out there and try every steroid there is. That's not necessary. That's the reason why we do the podcast, to save you the trouble, guys. But again, it's one of those things where I think for me, because I've never been a big pre-workout guy, because I can get enough out of a good, you know, decent breakfast, plenty of calories in me in the morning, and uh, a good strong cup of coffee, Plus, as I said again, I mean, something you and I have talked about off air, something I've discussed on the forums. I'm convinced that in order for me to be competitive, I have to have the right attitude when I go to the gym. And one of the things, I'll give you an example, Steve, very quickly. So quite often when I'm doing certain uh, grip lifts, and I've trained grip before we did this podcast, I'll imagine myself at the competition lifting in front of a judge, lifting in front of a crowd. And so I might be having a, a lazy day. I might be having, uh, you know, didn't get all my food in last night, whatever. But I've always had this sort of ability to come in and most, I would say 99% of the time, and especially if I put myself in that headspace, I'm able to bring something out of myself and put that on the platform. So what a crap day for me is a great day for other grip guys. Uh, just as an example, this morning, I'm lifting what would still probably get me in the top 10 of all time, and that was the six singles. And that was, again, the number would be on the top 10 list, top 15 of all time as a one rep max. But uh, so for me, I'm doing that. I'm thinking like that. I know where I've been in the past in terms of my strength. I know where I might go in the future in terms of my strength. So Halo testing, I was hoping that would bring something extra to the table. But maybe I'm already in that headspace. Maybe I'm already kind of like an elite lifter in certain particular lifts. So it's not going to add, I'm not, for example, I'm not going to go from 106, 107 kilos like I was using this morning, 235, 236 pounds to 250 pounds in a workout. It's just not going to happen. But uh, so I, I was expecting something more. However, another athlete, a younger athlete, someone who's on their journey towards the top could come in, train with me this morning and boom, there's another five kilos. There's another 10 to 11 pounds on the bar. Boom. They're kind of like, now I know how you feel. So I think that's the reason for me why I didn't get anything out of it. I know that you have when you've run it, but again, you've run it more as a bodybuilder. There are other uh, performance enhancing drugs I've used, but I know I felt it. And I know there are, I think there's a video for my shame 
that exists somewhere and me running up and down like an absolute fucking lunatic shouting at everybody uh, having just broken a record on check drop. So there are drugs that work well for me. Halo testing may well work for you and especially if you're more comfortable normally but it didn't give me an edge. But like I said, I think I'm very, very close even with what I call a crappy day for me is elite in certain particular regards and some of the lifts that I do. I, I don't think, for example, Steve, that I squat crazy amounts of weights uh, but when you look at the numbers and you look at people my age, I'm, I'm pretty fucking good. So, you know, I, I have to be driven. And so for me, I was expecting, and it's like having an extra gear. I was expecting something more and perhaps I'm already there and therefore it's not going to add something to me. But guys, if you aren't, if you're looking for an edge, halo testing, I know, I know from buddies in the strength game, etc., it's had a well-deserved reputation for years for strength athletes as providing that. So just because it didn't give me that extra kick doesn't mean it won't work for you. I, I know for a fact that there's an awful lot of guys that has an awful lot of strength athletes, and especially back in the day, uh, powerlifters that love halo testing. And will tell you it's the absolute best thing ever. So that thing, I think, comes down to the personal experience, Steve. The way that I'm set up mentally, physically, didn't give me as much of a kick as I was hoping for. Uh, didn't see anything change on my workout. But again, I'm already there. So... And again, 58 years of age, still doing crazy shit versus someone who's on their way up, trying to become world-class, trying to get national records, et cetera, et cetera. They might gain something more for this. And again, bodybuilding, 100%. There's 80 or 90% of our listeners would get something from Halo testing. Uh, the other 10, 20% might have a different preference. But then that's why you listen to this podcast, guys, for the choices that you can make and to save yourself the time and the trouble of having to use every bloody steroid there is just to see if they work out. How do you, Steve? All right, so let's get into Winstrol. Now, Winstrol is a fun one. A lot of people like Winstrol. They get really excited. You say, oh, I'm using Winnie on this cycle. They get very excited. So Winstrol is different than, than Halo in this respect. Winstrol, you're going to use it. You're going to definitely know that it's in your system. Halo may be a little more tricky. Now, with Winstrol, one of the things you're going to notice, unique about Winstrol, is you're going to be working out, and you're going to be like, wow, my joints feel different. Your joints are going to feel yes. much drier. It's going to feel like a rubber band is tied tied to your to your uh, your joints. And when you try to move your joints, it's there's a lot of pressure on your joints. So windstroll it definitely will dry you out. And that's what you want ahead of a contest. That's what you want ahead of the beach. That's what you want ahead of a vacation. That's what you want ahead of pictures, weddings, whatever. In that situation where you don't want to look more round your muscles don't want to look round but you want your muscles to look really really cut and tight so Winstrol does yeah. a fantastic job at doing that now the difference between halo and Winstrol, what i said earlier with halo you can do high rep or you can do heavy weight low rep with halo because it's good for strength it's good for vascularity it's good for hardness but with Winstrol. Very, very difficult to do heavy weight low rep with Winstrol because of the stuff it does to your joints. So with Winstrol, the beauty of Winstrol is the Winnie pumps. There's nothing like the Winnie pumps. And you know that you're on Winstrol when you feel those pumps. They're very unique to the pumps that you would get on other steroids. So when you're doing Winstrol, high rep, high rep all the way. This way you can feel those amazing pumps. You get the vascularity. You leave the gym feeling like a million bucks. And that's that's the that's the thing 
that really makes guys impressed with Winstrol. It's much more visible, and it's yes. there's much more of a feel to it than Halo. So that might be why these stacked together might be something for a lot of guys that they really really like pre contest. Because they they one of these is more in your face, the other one is kind of like behind the scenes. So I think they stack really, really cool with this. But Winstrol is liver toxic. And we're gonna get into side effects toward the end of the show because it's very important for you guys to listen to that segment on how to mitigate side effects. But yeah, Winstrol, fantastic steroid for cutting, hardness, vascularity. Just, just an amazing one. And it's universally used by competitors for that reason. Yeah. So, Mobster, chime in on your thoughts on Winstrol. Something I've mentioned in an earlier podcast, Steve, when we discussed Winstrol, and specifically when we was addressing the idea of uh, drying out joints, which it does, is I said, I think there's a, a, an element with Winstrol. It's not a diuretic, guys, but it pulls fluid. And it's pulling fluid from, from your connective tissues, vis-a-vis your tendons and your sinews, so you get the dry joints that talk, Steve talks about. It's pulling synovial fluid, which is the lubrication of oil, if you were, as it were, from between the joints. So, for example, the classic one here, Steve, would be around the elbow and the shoulder and the knees, and you will feel it. But again, if halo testing works for you, can you imagine two better drugs that's going to give you that dry, dry, gnarly? That's a lovely word that I've seen described for the combination that you'll get from this. Guys, if you've ever seen a good, they don't even have to be giant, Steve, but one of those smaller, drier, uh, lightweight, middleweight bodybuilders, and they're doing a, uh, a most muscular, and when everything's popping, I mean everything's popping, and you've got the lines on the chest and the lines at the front of the delts and a little bit of vascularity over the top. It literally looks like meat, with a, a, a tanned membrane on it. That's the gnarly look. I think uh, the description that you can give him for Dory back in the day, that he would have this kind of look that you wouldn't see in photographs, but if you ever saw him on stage and he was, you know, two or three rows behind the judges, he would come out and he'd have that kind of look where if you move the skin, it was kind of like moving it over chipped stone, that kind of look. If your diet is on point, if you reduce your body, trust me, guys, Neither of these two drugs would be great 16, 20 weeks away from a competition. But both of these, in terms of that visual appearance, that gnarly, dry, nasty, oh, my God, how grainy is this physique look when you've your body fat? These are the ones that get that tiny little bit of fat that's between the lumps of muscle and, and the muscle fibers. So you start to see lines of muscle fibers. The combination here with diet, with cardio, with the rest of your pre-contest, uh, for, for me, it's a, a certain particular aesthetic or a look. Old school bodybuilders, uh, fans of the golden years, might not like it. Trust me, Steve Reed's never had this look. The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger might have had this look a couple of times. Certain of the modern bodybuilders, and especially the lighter middleweights, and a very rare luck with Dorian, a couple of the heavyweights have that particular look. And I think it's this combination right here, Steve. If it works for you, this is the one that's going to give you that look. You need to have everything else in place, as always. We talk about hardening drugs. We talk about drying drugs. But if you're covered with a layer of body fat, you ain't going to see shit. You might be rock hard underneath, but you ain't going to see nothing on top. But if your cardio is on point, if your diet's on point, if your training's on point, and then you put this combination in, 
the aesthetic is otherworldly. The guy next to you can have the same shape, same tie-ins, same everything. But if you flex and you've got that look and he hasn't, this combination, if it works for you, is going to kick his ass. It's going to be the one with the dry, the, the, what they talk about, Steve, so often now. If you can't get the size of the house, go for condition. These two are, for me, in that aesthetic, a conditioning combination, Steve. All right, so everyone wants to know, you're excited, you want to know how to stack these two. So, you know, typical doses for Halo, about 10 milligrams a day. And then typical dis, uh, doses for Winstrol is 50 milligrams a day. So you have a couple options from here. You can raise the Halo a little bit. You can drop the Winstrol a little bit. You can go up to maybe 15 milligrams of the Halo, drop the Winstrol at 25 milligrams. Or you can drop the Halo to 5 milligrams and drop the Winstrol to 25 milligrams. Just depends on your overall cycle. If you're just running these two, 10 milligrams and 50 are plenty to get results. Now, you want to keep in mind they're both liver toxic. So if you run the doses just high, look, competitors, I've seen competitors, physique competitors at the high levels, they'll run a ton of Winstrol. They'll run 100, 125, 150. They're going to run as much as they need to to do what they need to do, right? But, you know, when we're talking about those types of dosages, we're talking about really, really you're playing with your health a little, a little too much. So, yeah. you know, I, look, me personally, when I ran 50 milligrams of Winstrol, it absolutely destroyed my head hair. Absolutely destroyed my head hair. It caused me to get headaches, which I never get headaches. Very, very rare I get headaches. It caused me to get headaches. So this was a red flag to me. I was like, you know what? Something's wrong here, and I need to back off my dose. So I did. I dropped it down to 25 milligrams, and the side effects were very manageable. They went away. Another thing is joints. Talked earlier about joints. I never have joint issues. It's not my thing. I don't have long, lanky limbs. More people on mobster side of the pond do. Northern yeah. Europeans do. That's just yeah, their genetic, genetic makeup. Yep. You want to yeah, just like it's like the Galapagos Islands. Galapagos Islands, you have different islands on the Galapagos Islands. One tortoise has a long neck because it's got to reach up to grab, you know, food out of a tree. The other turtle on a tortoise on another island has a shorter neck because there's lots of bushes on that island. Evolution, adaptation, same thing. So you got to look at your genetics. You have long, lanky limbs. Got to be careful with the wind stroll. Okay. Especially if you start going heavy on cycle, you're going to definitely start getting joint issues. Now, I'm not prone to joint issues, but even with me, 50 milligrams of wind stroll caused joint issues. My joints were dry. Now, when you lift with dry joints, what happens? You start, your body has mechanisms in place to fight that off. And what's your body going to do? It's going to start spitting out inflammation because it yeah. thinks, oh my God, we're injured. And it's going to do what it, what it needs to do to help you and start spitting out inflammation. So guess what you're going to turn around and do? You're going to go take an aspirin. You're going to take an Advil to shut the inflammation off. And now yeah. you don't have inflammation and now you have dry joints and you're going and working out and now you're going to end up with joint issues. You see, that's the way it works. That's the way things progress. So it's very important instead of using a drug to combat a drug, to combat a drug, to combat a drug, we, we play around with our dosages. That's the flexibility of yes. running an oral stack like this is you can lower the dose and it will take effect within a couple of days. With injectable steroids, you can't do that. Injectable steroids take weeks 
for for it to take effect if you drop the dosage because you're so much already in your system and it's got an ester attached that goes off for weeks. But with these orals, you can do the smart thing and just back off the dose. If you're dealing with inflammation, you're dealing with extremely dry joints, very important. So we're going to talk about that mobster and get into how to combat joint issues because you lift heavy for years and you yeah. have strategies to combat. And this is a cycle that you're going to have joint issues if you don't take proper precautions. So why don't you get into that? I'll just touch on the dosion and halo for a second here, Steve. Uh, as per usual, we're going to reference an article here, guys, that will attach to the podcast uh, show notes. And I think top end here, Steve, would be 40 milligrams a day. The other thing is, I, if I was running these two together, I, I would keep the time scale the same. If I was running them separately, I wouldn't. I mean, for example, in the case of halo testing, I might start the windstroll before and then bring the halo in later on because I don't want to be running the halo, whether I'm a strength athlete or bodybuilder, pre-contest, for a long period of time because it's so harsh. And obviously the combination together can force particular issues. So, for example, four weeks in the case of halo, perhaps five to six weeks if you handle it well, if you respond well and you're not having too many issues. Steve talks about... Uh, getting blood tests before, during, and after a cycle. So that's always a good idea. Difficult if you're running a pre-contest cycle because that can be 16 to 20 weeks running down with different uh, performance arts and drugs in there. But you still, and this is something that's becoming more prevalent now, Steve, keep an eye on your blood numbers, keep an eye on your overall health because being healthy, it means you're going to respond better. As simple as that, guys. If, as for example, you're having anti-inflammatory issues or inflammatory issues and you need an anti-inflammatory, you're causing more problems. For example, gut health uh, with Advil, uh, ibuprofen, it tears the stomach up. And you're you're going to be messing around with your diet. You're going to be messing around with your training. So you're going to have to have these things on board. As an example, Steve, and I would, for me, there's, there's a bunch of things. The obvious thing would be for a fish oil in the case of uh, the joints because I want healthy fats in my diet. You talked about, I think, uh, certain nuts, uh, olive oil, the pure stuff, the really, really pure stuff, the good stuff. And as I say, healthy fish oils built for eye health. But again, these are the things that provide the, the fatty acids that make up synovial fluid and give the, uh, the little bit of a lubrication to the joints and stop it feeling so dry. Now, because I'm manipulating the fat in my diet as a pre-contest bodybuilder, I need to balance that out. So that any fat that is in my diet needs to be a healthy fat. I also want to look at potentially and arguably here, joint products, Steve. Now, whether that's a product uh, like N2 Joint RX or, or similar with glucosamine, with chondroitin, uh, other healthy in the joint product, those would be things that I want again. I want to make sure that those are on point. Also, guys, when it comes to that particular stuff, make sure you're running the effective dose. Lots of cheap products, 500, 600, 700, 800 milligrams of the actual ingredient where all the tests talk about 1,500 milligrams of the, especially glucosamine sulfate, Steve, as a way of protecting the joints. And again, it's, you're, you're, you're going to be doing crazy stuff in the gym anyway, and then you're going to be doing it with a dry joint. So this is where you need to keep these things. And again, it's age-related, Steve. I would probably struggle more now as an older athlete if I was competing as a bodybuilder, dieting down, getting super lean, as I might have done when I was a younger athlete. So keep that in mind, guys. It's also why you'll see differences between those, those two, between, say, someone who's 20-odd years of age and 50-odd years of age on stage. 
just because, quite simply, they can't do the stuff they used to be able to do. Keep that in mind, guys. When we're talking to you on this podcast, what are we talking to? The average audience member is going to be somewhere between 18 and 25. But some of you are 40, some of you are 50. Keep the differences between your age and your ability to respond in mind when we're talking about these things. Regards liver toxicity, Steve, both of these, but especially halo testing. Again, I'd want to use something like N2Guard to mitigate the damage and also to better the numbers. And again, I mentioned it earlier on. Steve mentioned this many times. If you can, and as you should really, in ideal and optimal situation, pre-competition, pre-cycle bloods, mid-cycle bloods, and post-cycle bloods. Post-cycle is more about getting a proper recovery. Mid-cycle here, especially, is to see the effects they're having on your body, and then you can adjust and tweak the dosages. You can do that. Some of you are great. You've got the eye, and especially if you're working with a prep coach like Steve, you can talk about, you know, how is the person looking? Are they ready now? Do we need them to be ready in a few weeks' time? How do you feel? You're having problems with your sleep? How are your joints? And so on. And, and this is the stuff that a coach does, a good coach does, and they will work with you to tweak these things. Now, if they can work from your bloods, especially, then they can look at these things, Steve. So, for example, halo testing, I'd want a product N2 guard because I want my liver, my kidney, my organs to be as healthy as possible. And that's for two reasons. That's just for health anyway, both during and after the cycle. I don't want to do damage to myself, really. I might be a driven, crazy motherfucker who wants to win at no cost, but really, long-term, I change my mind. And afterwards, I'm thinking, you know, did I fuck up? So I want my long-term health to be good. But also, I think, Steve, there's an argument to be made for if you're looking after your organs during the cycle, then you're going to get more out of the cycle because everything's working to its best. Steve's used this analogy before, Steve, when you talk about an, a well-tuned engine in a sports car. Now, it might be able to go fast if it's not well-tuned, but you'll be doing damage to the vehicle. So if we use that analogy for ourselves, a healthy body will respond better. A healthy body will find it easier to get in shape. And that applies to your organ health, your liver, your kidneys, and everything else that's going on, and anything that's affected by the harsh oral steroids that we're talking about here, Steve. What do you think? I think you covered it all, buddy. At the end of the day, um, you know, when you use these two together, it's a potent oral stack, and you're going to shred up for sure. And as Mom just said earlier, you know, um, you're in contest shape. You're going to get some fantastic results. If your body fat's oh, yeah. too high, you're just not going to see. So that's my final tip. Get your body fat as low as possible before you run the stack, and then you're going to get the most out of it. All right, Mobster, I think we covered it all. Any final tips before you take us to the disclaimer? Guys, as always, I mean, there's, there's the, I'm going to say that at the end as well. Listen, Steve Spinney's just touched on it. I'll touch on it again. You need to have your training on point, especially if you're a pre-contest, someone is getting in shape for a photo shoot type athlete, male or female. So I want your training to be 100%. I don't want it to be half-assed. I don't want your diet especially to be half fast. Listen, and I've used this analogy before. Dexter Jackson is a world-class bodybuilder, a former Mr. Olympia, and he didn't eat shit, even though he was probably one of the most shredded bodybuilders all the time. And I love what he said, Steve, when he was having an argument about if it fits your macros, and it applies here in this example when I talk about nutrition. Dexter said, I've probably got the best genetics at that time for getting shredded. I am known for it. 
and I don't eat crap. I eat the same food that all the other top professional bodybuilders are using to get into shape. So the argument applies for him with his genetics. It applies to you. Your diet and your training needs to be on point, 100%, for you to get the best results out of those two things and then to bring in this combination to harden you up, to rip you up, to dry you out, to give you that nasty, gnarly, grainy look, like looking for all the stage. Don't half-arse your diet and don't half-arse your nutrition and then bring in this combination and you will be on point. And especially so if, as I said earlier on, you have an affinity, if you respond well to this combination. If you don't, we have other options for you to listen to in previous shows that we've already recorded and shows that are coming up. As always, please note, we are not doctors, and the opinion of these shows are hours and hours alone is our view and is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.